good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. If you're in your car, if you're on your commute, if you're in the supermarket, it's me, Damien Barr, welcoming you back to another Salon Exclusive, where you get to be the first to hear about the upcoming books that we are most excited about. Now, this one is an epic. It is a work of poetic fiction, and you have got to be here for it, right? There is no half measures with this book. It's a novel called Pogmahone by Patrick McCabe, the award-winning and twice-booker shortlisted author of The Butcher Boy, Breakfast on Pluto, and Winterwood. Now, the, re <laughs> the reading is coming up. It's like you're in a pop video. I say pop video, that makes me sound like I'm 5,000 years old. This guy is a performer. Um, Alex Preston, a review I often love and agree with, said in The Observer's Fiction to Look For in 2022, he said, if you're looking for this century's Ulysses, look no further. A stunningly lyrical novel in free verse that takes place in the mind and memories of Dan and Una Fogarty. So Pope Mahone is set in a North London flat share in the 1970s. It's Bohemia, there are poets, there are vagabonds. It's told in a free verse monologue. It's a coming of age story and it's very funny. It's like listening to somebody in the pub, basically. So anyway, here is Patrick McCabe with a reading from Pope Mahone. Oh yeah. That's what they'll tell you. That the women are worse than the men by far. And whether or not that's true, I'm sorry I have to say that I do not know. But I'll tell you this. Yes, this one thing I'll tell you. That it certainly is when it comes to our Una. For this long time past she has been literally putting me astray in the head. It's no matter where you go, it's Dan... Dan, Dan, Dan this, Dan that, and Dan the other, every hour of the bloomin'. Ah, but she's not the worst of them all the same. Not by a long shot. With some of the specs she comes out with making you howl with the laughter. Carry me away, he crows. Away off with her then, swinging round the corner. Don't talk to me about the new Caledonia. And funky inner cosmonauts, she calls back, dismissing me with an impatient wave. Don't be an eye on me, for I'm off on my travels to get myself a cup of tea. My sweet, wee, tasty cup. So let me be hearing no more about it. Hey! Get over here, you! She says the other day. Ah, get the freak on over, you hear? Is it true that only this morning you were up in London? Yes, it is, I says. What of it, anyway? As she turns and lets out this outlandish yelp, making a swipe at a crock of flowers, causing a near riot in the lobby, as the staff from all angles come running out of breath, are you trying to ruin our reputation, one of them says, with a bit of a nervous laugh. But you know, for all our disagreements, I didn't ever think that we'd end up where we did. That is to say, beyond in Limehouse Basin, 
tossing canvas bags over the parapet of a bridge, shivering there together in the cold East London dawn, with the pair of us awestruck, I petrified beneath the red sky spanning Jerusalem, watching leopards with the wings of eagles gliding into land over a body of water already on fire. I mean, you wouldn't, would you? But somehow, that's how it always tends to be. With our Una, that's how it always seems to end up. Anyhow, I was telling you, after the two of us had yet another set too in the exact same place, the front hall where she'd chucked the flowers, I decided once and for all that enough was enough. And so away I went the very second I got the chance. Off out the automatic doors, with nothing only a toothbrush and a couple of shirts flung inside a case. Down to the station where I boarded the train and headed on up to London. Yep. Off once more in the direction of good old Killyborn, as Paddy Conway, the landlord of the Bedford Arms, used to call it in the old days. And a right old trip I had of it, I have to say, not having been anywhere near the place for God knows how long. Close on forty years, I'd say. But all the same, I'm glad that I did it, yeah. Went out of my way to make the effort. Because now that I'm back, all at last seems peaceful once more. With a lovely sense of calm, miraculously having been restored. At least until this morning when I heard her at it again. I'll give you a Chloridan's clear water revival. She bawls at Todd the American. Yeah. What would you know about music or anything else, she says. Because me, I bloody well knew Ian Hunter. Yeah, and all the rest of the Matahoopals. Not giving the poor fellow so much as a chance to open his mouth. Causing a right kerfuffle and no mistake. Which was not, to be honest, all that surprising because she always gets like that whenever Hollywood Awards season once again comes around, announcing to anyone who can be bothered their backside to listen that she thinks Jane Fonda will scoop the gold for Clute, and that Saoirse Ronan, the poor child, she doesn't have so much as a prayer, whether for Mary Queen of Scots' Little Women or any of her other stupid films, which you have to laugh at. I mean, how could you not? When you think of poor old Hanoi Jane, Fonda that is, and her not having so much as made a movie in years, never mind running round winning Oscars for them. With the next thing you know, the Yankee Todd is ambling over, dabbing away at the scratches she's inflicted, giving out about Richard Nixon and the whole bloody motherfucking no good bunch. Don't talk to me about Tricky Dicky, he says. Because I'm 100% up to speed with just exactly what is going on there. Without so much as another word, he's away off down the corridor again, complaining and disputing, as he swings and rotates his plump, chunky fists in the air. 
Ah, but apart from all that, it's a grand old spot. With very few complaints all told these days. Now that Una's back in business with her amateur dramatic shenanigans, making sure she's keeping the rest of us on our toes. The Cliftonville Capers, she calls her most recent foray, swearing it's going to be the best show ever. Although she hasn't, not for certain, entirely made up her mind regarding the precise format she intends it to take. Oh, I am actually at my wit's end, she admits, shredding a tissue as she shifts from one end of the window seat to the other. Sometimes in the night, you can hear her getting up and moving around, slippering along the tiles of the corridor, or just sometimes sitting there alone in the library, sobbing fitfully. All the young dudes, she says to herself. All the old decrepit wretches, more like, carrying the news here, there, and everywhere, all over the accursed, blasted place. Ah, oh, yes, it's only the other day she put a fish in the laundry. Hanoi Jane, to be honest, she isn't all that bad. But as far as movies and films go, I've always preferred the old black and whites. There's always matinees, any amount, just as soon as you've enjoyed your tasty yum-yums, courtesy Cliftonville a la carte. The Metro D is a dead ringer for the actress Margaret Rutherford, that you maybe remember from a lifetime of playing all these bossy spinsters on bicycles with her spaniel jowls and bulky frame, not to mention her formidable no-nonsense manner, like she's headmistress of a girl's public school. Ah, good old Margaret. She's always somewhere noting around to see what it is she might be able to see. They say that the women are worse than the men. All right, full time. Now I had to check how to pronounce that Pogmahon because in Irish it means kiss my arse. How charming is that? I'd never heard that from any of my Irish relatives. Obviously I have, I'm kidding. They say it all the time. Um, but anyway, Pogmahon is out now and it's an epic and it's published by Unbound, who we love very much, the independent press, who is, they're just doing so much good stuff and I love funding their projects. So check out their website. Anyway, you can get involved. So thank you for listening and thank you for sharing the podcast. It makes all the difference when you share us and when you rate us and when you do all those things that people are always asking you to do. It sounds so needy to me, but here we are. Share, like, love. Live, laugh, love. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon. <laughs>